Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Monday, August 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley. I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today. Happy Monday. Can you guys believe we're already in August? Crazy how fast the time is flying by. Usually on Mondays, we have Johnny Enlow with us, who we so love and honor. Tomorrow, actually, he'll be back with us. And today we have Nathan French, who is going to share an incredible uh, word with us from the Lord. It's really going to build you up and heal you, strengthen you. He has such a pastor's heart. Um, the perfect man to really share um, this word with the body. So if you guys don't remember, today at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, there's a brand new episode of Elijah Fire. So make sure you set your alarm for that. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be incredible. Let's bring on Nathan because me and Nathan were just talking behind (laughs) before we got on here. We were having a good old time. He was sharing with me um, his big fish story, which actually is a true story about a big fish. So Nathan, welcome to the show. It's going to be so awesome today. We're Thank you. To have you. Thank you. Glad to be with you guys. So I know we we're talking about many things before, but you know, you just recently had a, a fresh word from the Lord that God really placed it on your heart to share today. So let's just open up with what did God uh, speak to you? Mm, amen. Well, well, I mean, he's been saying a lot of things. I just got this one yesterday. Uh, and I thought this was really good about just who God is and how he is. And he said, I want people to recognize that truth is who I am. I am the great I am. If you have a compass that points to true north, you will not be lost as long as you know where you are and where you are going. Most people in life do not know where they are or how to get where they want to be. My book, the Bible, is meant to be a compass. It's also a sword and a mirror. The sword is for battle. The mirror is for reflection. To learn to see clearly, you must reflect. I love that. You know, um, I think, well, I I don't want to comment. Let me just finish the word that I'll, I'll come and comment. A person who is lost will have no sense of direction. Every person was made to be found. I desire to direct my people and to free them. This is why I tell the truth. The truth will cause captives to be made free when they believe. The truth will expose the hidden plans of darkness. The world needs to know me to be made free. It's not enough for people to know what is right, but to do what is right. I am bringing a great awakening across the nations. The enemy of your soul is angry and frustrated, wanting to take out as many as possible. Be alert, but have fun. I love that. Be alert, but have fun. Demonstrate life more abundantly. Win souls. Help others learn and grow. And this is his word, like his assignment. Really for us, people ask me all the time, what am I called to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is it right here. Win souls. He who wins souls is wise, right? So making disciples of all nations, the great commission, not the great suggestions for all of us. And look at this. And you don't even have to get a prophetic word to know what to do based on the scripture. But I love this. He says, fill up on me in your quiet time. 
head out each day led by my spirit of truth and keep balance as you focus on what matters most. Enjoy heaven on earth as you explore with childlike faith the depths of my wonders. Oh, that's powerful. I feel the spirit on it. I am taking many people deeper and new depths will reveal new mysteries. I love this about God because like there's a seriousness to it, but the, but then there's also this joy that just sparks in your spirit as you hear from the spirit of the Lord. And I love that, that we can tap in and hear his voice. It's amazing. I am taking many people deeper and new depths will reveal new mysteries. I want you all to have a sense of adventure. Come to me desiring to learn. Now he gives the key to how to unlock the adventure. Come to me desiring to learn something new, to encounter me fresh, to be filled with hope from fixing your eyes. Then he gave me Isaiah 520. Um, and, and, he, and it talks about that the enemy calls what is good bad and what is bad good because the enemy is twisted, right? So that's mm -hmm. his job is to call what is bad good and what is good bad. And, and, and in the world, you even hear people call what is good sick. They're like, oh, dude, that's sick. Well, that's supposed to be good, but that's twisted because if it's sick, that means it needs to be healed. And so the Lord's saying, watch out for these types of twisted words that come from the enemy that work into our culture. And he said, what is good? They call bad. Dude, that's bad. Like, that's bad. They're saying that's bad as if it's good. But it's again, it's twisting. And then he said, and what is um, and in the world, you will hear people call what is good sick and what is sick good. So he said, I came to heal the sick and to set free those who are in bondage. This is what the truth brings, freedom. Freedom from the lies that bring torment. Truth is what the world needs, but always remember that truth in love must be the key because strong truth without the right heart leads to division. So love well, beloved, and bring forth the truth who is your savior. I love that. He's like, he's the way, the truth and the life. So truth is not what we think it is. Truth yeah. is not our interpretation of the scripture. Truth is who God is. And Jesus yeah. said, I am the truth. So truth is a person and we don't get free by just hearing the truth. We get free by knowing him who is truth. And the source of truth comes from the relationship and we could all be deceived. And that's the reason we need each other. So iron can sharpen iron. Um, but the Lord showed me one day, he said, Nathan, if someone's deceived, they don't know they are, they wouldn't be. So give them grace and speak truth in love. And then they will have an opportunity to grow and be able to become more like Jesus. Um, humility wants to be taught, wants to be corrected. Humility's teachable, right? Pride doesn't want to be told, I know everything. Don't tell me. And who do you think you are? And I have this many people follow me and you have this many gets into comparison and creates division. So God's like, oh, I love you both. I love you both. I love you all. Like I see you. I call you by name. I have such a plan. I love your childlike wonder. I love your desire to go after the harvest. I love this about you. I made you this way, but don't let the hand say to the foot because I'm not. So there's this thing where God's doing this thing in the world right now, where he's trying to help everyone know that every joint in the body is meant to supply something good, something powerful, valuable, nurturing, so that every joint supplies and the hand should never say to the foot because the foot 
is what gets the the head where it needs to go. And and the hand could be the thing that the feet bring to to release the healing. So we need the healing, we need the head, the tail, the foot, we need the every joint to supply in the body of Christ. It's like all hands on deck. God's trying to unify his end time army. And when we go after a harvest and when we go after, you know, uh when we go after the destruction of the works of the devil, like Jesus came to do and deliver life and life abundant, there's going to be attempts to retaliate against us. We have to look at that as, hey, it's a sensitive thing. If you just want a big vac- uh, a big victory for the kingdom, then you almost want to go home and just don't say anything for a little while and get through the retaliation so that you can then come from the right heart. Because if you're under attack and the enemy starts criticizing us, then we could tend to get critical of others. And that is a snare. And we have to be careful in the body of Christ to edify, build up, lift up, exhort, encourage. And sometimes you bring reproof, but it has to be truth in love. Truth yeah. in love. And that is where we'll stay on track. Because, of course, we want the Bible, the compass, to show us and lead us in all truth, the Holy Spirit to lead us in all truth. And do we need each other? Of course, we're all unique and different. We're gifted and we think different. The emphasis is different. Like I wake up every day, I'm thinking about who can, who can I lead to Jesus today? And who can I train to be a soul winner? And, and who can I help to encourage, exhort, lift up, build up? And even if, if necessary, I have to bring a correction, but I don't want to play Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is, it, it, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. So the Holy Spirit actually corrects people. And we can partner with the Holy Spirit at the right time. But I always ask myself, well, why am I wanting to bring correction? Is it coming from a heart that, that wants to restore? Do mm-hmm. I want to show someone that they're wrong and I'm right? You know, that's the wrong reason. Um, mm-hmm. Am I calling this out because, um, be, because I feel a responsibility to do that? Or, or, Lord, you showed me this about that person. The emphasis is a little off here. What do you want me to do? And the Lord said, oh, just pray for him. Pray for her because I love her or I love him. Mm-hmm. So we can love people without having to agree with everything they say and do. Because yeah. you might be called to dig a ditch and I might be called to build a castle. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there needs to be a moat around the castle. So it's like, oh, my goodness. Like we need to both be, you know. And so anyway, that's what I, that's what I felt that the Lord showed me. And, and I'm excited because the body of Christ is actually going to experience um, the breakthrough because of these types of schisms in the body. And uh, mm-hmm. the Lord showed me that the enemy is really fear, uh, fearing the prophetic right now. And that's the reason the enemy is trying, attempting to destroy what took years to build in the body of Christ, which is that there would be confidence restored in the prophetic, in the yeah. power of God's people to hear him and to speak what he says. As he said, speak as though you speak the very oracles of God. And so I'm so excited that this thing's being exposed for what it is. It's like the enemy's threatened by the prophetic. Mm-hmm. Anyone who teaches on spiritual authority is a big threat. Anyone yeah. who leads people to Jesus is doing the work of Jesus. Anyone who like brings people to the altar, brings reconciliation, leads people to salvation. I mean, if they're not against us, then they're for us. You know, we have to be able yes. to recognize what are they producing? What's their fruit? What is the fruit of this? Yes. And if it's good, if it's, hey, I'm, I'm helping people to find intimacy and to not be intimidated, to be bold, but to still be humble. And so yes. there's something that God's doing there just to bring balance in the body. And I'm so grateful for 
all of the fathers in the faith, man, because I wouldn't be where I am without those fathers in the faith. So many people have poured into me over the years. I've received mantles and impartation and laying on of hands. And my goodness, I just feel really loaded up, ready to go. I'm like, where's another nation I haven't been to? Let's go shake it up. Let's go see God show up in a powerful way. And I'm just grateful. I feel really grateful for the fathers and mothers in the faith that have run before us and passed the baton and said, yeah. not just look at my fish, but you can catch fish too. Not yeah. just look at me and what I'm experiencing, but here's how you can experience it also. That is balance. And we yeah. need that. It can't be just, yeah. hey, look at me or look at what God did for me or God showed me this great thing. But mm -hmm. it's always meant to be an inspiration that leads to the demonstration that then brings the transformation from the application. So it's like if I hear it, but I don't apply it, there's no there's no demonstration. If there's no demonstration, there's no transformation. So we have to teach people by saying, hey, this is what God did with me. And he mm -hmm. can do the same for you. That's the heart of God. I, I want to show you my fish, but I think it'd be better that I teach you to catch them. Yes. I want to show you how many souls I win, but I don't feel like that's what God's saying. He wants me to teach you to be effective at winning souls because he who wins souls is wise. Yeah. And so there's something about that. You want to see this fish? Yeah. I was you want to see this fish? We My have goodness. To talk about the fish now. Yeah. Okay. Show us the fish that you caught. Okay. You want to see awesome. this? Okay. Well, I got to say, like, I'm stoked about catching fish. I just think it's fun. But the Lord told me, he said, I want you to be a fisher of men, but I know you like to fish for fish too. And so you guys remember the story. I don't know. It was a few weeks, maybe a month ago when I told the story. I was in, in Hawaii. I was preaching across uh, Kauai, the Garden Isle, and nice. uh, doing tent revivals and speaking in different churches and just having fun. I was really super busy and I just wanted to go out fishing. I wanted to catch a fish. So I asked the Lord for a marlin and an ahi tuna. And the, the next day they gave me a couple of those motion sickness pills and said, here, take this before you go to bed. Well, I woke up feeling sad and not good. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't feel good. I'm not going out at sea. If I don't feel good now, I'll probably feel worse when I get out to sea. I, that's what I was thinking. So I bagged out on going out on the boat that day. And then later in the day, the, the captain calls and says, oh, my gosh, I, I lumped into a huge marlin and I couldn't bring it in the boat. It was hundreds of pounds. It was way too big for me to bring in the boat. So I had to let it go. He goes, man, I wish, you know, you would have been able to come. And I go, oh, Lord, that sucks. I said, what do I do, Lord? You know, you, he said, well, Nathan, you prayed that fish in, but you didn't wow. get on the boat. You needed to get on the boat to receive the blessing that you prayed for. And wow. some people, God's saying, you need to get on the boat. You're believing for stuff. You're praying for stuff. But are you preparing to receive what you prayed in? So I didn't get on the boat, but the grace is sufficient. Mercy endures forever. He ever, he still loves me. Right. So the next day I wasn't going to be like, you know, not, I, I had to partner with what I had prayed. So the next day I got on the boat and, and then I'm out there and for hours, we're just like, Whoa, but we're going out into the deep. We're going out into the deep. Like some people are fishing right out just off of the, you know, the Poipu uh, Bay there or whatever. And um, in Kauai. And I'm just like, realizing we're going deep because you know what? There's bigger fish when you go deep, when you go deep with God, there's a lot more that can happen. Like full surrender, full surrounding. There's always more. So I'm just going deep. I'm like, God, 
I'm ready for the deep things, you know? So I'm getting out there and I'm just like, what's going on? We're not catching any fish. It'd been hours. We've toiled oh, wow. all night and have caught nothing. <laughs> it's like Peter. Was that verse <laughs> going your head on head? the other side. <laughs> anyway, so we toiled and we didn't catch a thing. In fact, I heard the voice of the Lord say, you, you lead this captain to me like I asked you to do. Well, I was waiting. I was procrastinating. I thought, well, I'll wait till the end of the day. We built the relationship a little bit. And, and I'll, I'll minister to him at the end of the day. I don't want to interrupt his flow. You know, I want to catch fish. And the Lord's like, no, you lead the captain to me or you're not catching any fish. That's what the Lord told me. So I said, hey, man, I go, um, uh, God just told me that I, I need to pray with you or I'm not going to catch any fish today. And I'd really like to catch fish. I said, so I said, let me just pray with you because God wants to do something powerful, man. He loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. Goodness leads to repentance. The goodness, not condemnation through law, law, law. Bible says, Bible says, some people don't even care what the Bible says. So we have to be able to understand that when we're presenting the goodness of God. But the fact is he loves people and we could just tell everybody like God really loves you. He's got such a great plan. He, he doesn't condemn you. He looks to you and he smiles. He's excited about grabbing your hand and bringing you into a bright future. Can I pray for you? God's going to do something powerful. Now there's an expectation and they want to receive from the good God that he is, right? Yes. Anyway, so I just say, here, man, say this prayer. Say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. And I waited for him to repeat, you know. And I say, you got to mean this, man, because this is serious, like life and death, you know. And so he goes, okay, all right, yeah, all right, all right, all right. And so he receives Jesus. He gets filled. I said, say this, say, fill me, Lord, to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your passion and fire and your Holy Spirit, I receive you now. I give you my whole life. I repent and confess all sin and ask you to wash me and I forgive myself and I forgive those who have hurt me. And so he prays this prayer and I saw like the light come on, like something happened to him. It was great. And I'm telling you, it was like, sister, I think it was about five minutes, no more than 10. And I <laughs> caught the biggest fish of my entire life. You want to see it? Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I have to. Uh, okay, here you go. Ready? Here, here we go. There it is. That fish is awesome. It's huge. <laughs> I mean, is that a cool fish? Let me, can you put your hand? Let me see your hand on it. Yeah. Look how big that fish That's is. That's my fish. <laughs> is that a beautiful fish? Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, so I brought that big lunker in and I was so excited. I was freaking out. I mean, I've been given, I've been blessing people with fish. I've been giving chunks of fish to friends and family and I can't wait to get another one. I mean, the, the thing is, is like, there's supernatural things that God wants to do. And sometimes, you know, people, you know, they're, they're afraid of the supernatural and because yeah. they're taught, you know, by people maybe who have never experienced you know, the same type of encounters. It's easy to, oh, yeah. you know, like I could tell somebody that story and they say, oh, he's just bragging that he's the favored son and he's just bragging. No, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. It, he's the yes. one who gave me the fish. I obeyed him. Sure. You know, I had yes. to do something, but, but it was so great about God is I missed it the first time. I didn't get on the boat. I asked for a Marlin and an ahi tuna and even though I missed it, God was gracious. He teed it right up the next day, and I caught the biggest fish of my life, 133-pound wow. yellowfin ahi tuna. And the, most of those are coming in like, you know, 40, 50 pounds. 
So to have one that's uncommonly large and he wanted to sell it in the market. I go, dude, I'm buying that fish, man. You just charged me whatever you would sell it for in the market. I'm buying that and I'm going to send it home. I'm going to feed people. Um, But anyway, it was so cool just to see how God was faithful. And, you know, the first time I didn't get on the boat and he said, tell my people, they got to get on the boat. They got to partner with me. If they're not going to partner with me, I can't do it. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. But he said, if if they'll partner with me, I will do it. I will give them, um, you know, the, the, the supernatural result that they're after. But sometimes we're like, oh, Lord, I believe you in faith. And he says, do this or go here or wait. You know, whatever it is he gives us an instruction to do, he's actually teeing it up for us to have a supernatural result. And oftentimes, because we don't see it that way, we resist the very one who's trying to get us blessed. And so I tell people, like, get ready to obey God because it's super fun for one thing. And because he always wants to do something that just causes you to go, what? Like, that is incredible. Yeah, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I just love that. Oh, by the way, two weeks ago, uh, I did a, a memorial service and the Lord told me to tell that story in the entirety. And the part I didn't share with you is about three weeks ago, my good friend who I went out and stayed with, um, you know, he said, um, do you remember that that young man that, you, that went out on the boat with you, the captain that you led to Jesus? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, he just passed. So he's wow. not on the planet anymore. And I was like shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like a year ago, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not on the planet. And I was doing a memorial service and the Lord wanted me to do an invitation for salvation. And the message was that fishing story. And I said, everybody listen, it was a huge church and it's full of people that were impacted by this man who I had taught to move in the supernatural. And he was older, you know, he was, I think he was, he was an elder. He was like 80 nine years older, 80, I forgot, maybe he was, he was in his eighties, but anyway, mm-hmm. he'd been in church for 50 some years and he never learned to speak in the, you know, in prophetically over people. He had never wow. learned to move in healing and, 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 and the ministry gifts, you know, operating in the gifts of the spirit. He hadn't learned that. Uh, he hadn't learned to, you know, hear the Lord for himself. He only mm-hmm. could hear through the reading of the Bible, which is so good and foundational, but we need to know that the God of the Bible is alive and he's speaking still today. That's why he said, my sheep hear my voice. He didn't say my sheep read my word and hear. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I am the word, right? He is the word. So we have to be able to hear God to know how to respond because if I didn't hear God, then that man wouldn't have gotten saved. And I just believe he's flying around heaven, just loving it because, you know, there's no sorrow in heaven. And if I didn't get on the boat, he wouldn't be in heaven. And yeah. if I didn't get on the boat, I would not have caught the fish. And wow. the story inspires us because it's it's the testimony of Jesus that's as the spirit of prophecy. And the spirit of prophecy is his spirit in us telling us about things to come. Yeah. And I love this about the gift of prophecy, why it threatens the enemy and why the enemy wants to stop anyone who prophesies right now, especially, is because this is the end times where the spirit will pour out on all flesh. Sons yes. and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. So the power of God is literally exploding on the earth. And the enemy is getting his butt handed to him. And he's tired of losing. But all he can do is try to bring accusation to try to divide what God is unifying in the body of Christ. Yeah, and it's and not going to so- work. 
Yeah, this is something that is, it's not like a new thing that this is no. the first time, you know, the body has had to deal with something, you know, it's like, it's a time and time again, we'll see the devil kind of play this hand where yeah. it's like, and then you'll see it's a big, huge, and then everyone talks about a certain situation. And we've seen this yeah. time and time again. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I love what you said about hearing the voice of the Lord for yourself, because yeah. there are times where you will have to press into God and say, okay, Lord, what's your heart? And, and what yeah. are you saying? Because um, when any type of division comes, I think our carnal man always wants to pick a side. Yeah. Right? And it's like not even, even about if, choosing a side. Yeah, you want to pick a side. So it's like, but we have to learn in the spirit when things like this happen, there will be more of this to come. This is, you know, we're going to see this time and time again. How do we respond as believers when something like this happens? where yeah, there's any type exactly. of division in the body and it's very public. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing that I look at is the fruit. I mean, the Bible says we will know them by their fruit. And all that yes. means is what their life is producing. Are they leading people to Christ or are they leading people away from Christ? For somebody to be false, it has nothing to do with them getting their words wrong because everybody's gotten the words wrong in order oh, to learn absolutely. how to get them right more often. I can't tell yeah. you how many times like I missed it to learn how to get it right more often. Same. But you get in this process of sanctification, you get you become more and more like Jesus. You become I mean, hopefully, if you're submitted to him, you're going to become more like him. And you almost have to recognize that. I mean, we're only great because he made us and he, I mean, made us great. But Christ is in us as the hope of glory. And there's no end to what he can do, to what he can reveal. And the word of God, which is Jesus, the living word. He came to dwell among us to reveal himself, his nature, how he rolls. He's there destroying the works of the devil, delivering life and life abundant, saying, come on, guys, you can do it, too. You know, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And they're like, well, we, you know, you know, they're like, we toiled all night. I love that because they they caught nothing. I mean, how discouraged was Peter with his group oh, of guys? Yeah. He owes taxes. They're going to take his business. Uh, he's His wife's getting ready to leave him. He's He's freaking out, right? And then all of a sudden, here's the Lord shows up, who he's not even convinced like that that's actually God yet in that scene. If you watch the, the film on that scene, it was amazing. But he's like, he sees, okay, there's something different about it. So he's watching. But it was there, there was an act of repentance that happened in his own heart when he saw the result of what Christ can do. So he's toiling all night. He says to the Lord, but Lord, we've toiled all night. He's saying, cast your net out. Put your nets out for another catch. And in the same body of water, the same temperature, the same guys, the same boat, the same method, you're telling me that in one act of obedience, something's going to happen, something's going to shift. And the answer is yes. yes. When he responded, this is the key. Most people don't get this. When he responded, that is when God actually caused the supernatural happening by sending the fish into the nets of his willingness and then it, I love that it says, and together, that's the unity, they brought in such a catch that they couldn't even contain it. Many boats had to come help them or it would have capsized them. The blessing was so big, it was going to capsize their boat. And uh, many other people got blessed because of that one act of obedience. I feel like that's what God's saying is it's the oneness. This is it. That that You guys know that I have a book called One. But look at the people. The people make up the unity. So it's about that. the people. 
the people that make up the one, God commands the blessing on the oneness. And when we say, hey, man, it's not about me. It's not about me being right. It's not about me trying to police everybody or pride myself on being a whistleblower. And, you know, I'm just going to look for, okay, is there fruit here? And is this person bringing people to Jesus? Is this per person operating and empowering the body of Christ, training them up, uh, you know, equipping them to do the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4, uh, maturing the people in their faith? Um, is, is that what this person did? And if they're not against us, then they're for us. And what we don't yeah. want to do is have the body attacking the body. We need to be attacking the stranger, the enemy. And in fact, the right heart, if you see somebody's in error, is to go to them in person, say, hey, I really felt God put you on my heart. And showed me that there's some things that, you know, he 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 revealed that I think might be helpful. Would it be okay if I share with you what he revealed to me? And that gives them the opportunity to accept or reject it. But if they say, oh, yes, I would love that, that shows they have enough humility to learn and grow and allow the iron to sharpen iron. But if the person yeah. just watches a little YouTube video five minutes and makes a quick determination, this person is talking about ice cream on another planet, you know, and I've never mm -hmm. seen that. And it's not in the scripture. You know, there's a lot of stuff not in the scripture, right? right. I mean, right. I've seen things in heaven. My goodness. I said, Lord, I want to see heaven. I hear about people seeing heaven. I want to see heaven. I mean, the word says we're seated up there in heavenly places and we're joint heirs and co-labors. Like there's no limit to what God can do. And he's right. in the word. I mean, we know that he did so many miracles the books of the earth couldn't even contain it. And it was only three years he was ministering just everywhere, destroying the works of the devil. Nazareth come out, raising the dead, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, reconciling the oppressed, you know, delivering the sick. He was doing it all. And he was showing us even today, this is how it looks to live right with the father. But yes. I love that. Like God told me, come up to the mountain. I want to show you some things. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm childlike. I'm ready to go. What do you want to show me? He goes, here's what I want to show you. He says, make a list of everything that I've ever promised you that you can remember in my word and what I've spoken to you directly. And man, wow. I started just writing as fast as I could. I love you. I'll never leave you. You know, I'll never forsake you. I know you better than you know yourself. You know, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered in the heart of man. Those things that he's prepared for those who love him. You seek me and you will find, you know, all these promises. I'm just like filling the pages until I couldn't think of wow. anything else by the spirit. And I was so full of gratitude. And he showed me gratitude's a key that unlocks the door to the supernatural. Wow. We enter his courts with thanksgiving. We, we come to him boldly knowing that we're chosen. So I'm just like, my goodness, like, what do I do now? And then the Lord showed me, he said, are you ready for this? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. He's inviting me into an encounter. And I know that that's God. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's God. It's got to be good. And I just said, yes. I said, yes, that was it. That was it. That was how it happened. He takes wow. me up to get away from the crowds, get away from the distractions, get away from the people, just him and I on the mountain. And then wow. he starts saying, do this now, do this now, and remember all my promises. Okay, are you ready for this? And I found myself, Kelsey, up on a mountain with Jesus in the spirit. Mm. And I saw his hand reach out for mine, and I simply just grabbed his hand. And he said, okay, let's go. And I, I looked over at my arms, and I saw feathers like growing out of my arms. Growing wow. out of my arms. They were eagle feathers growing out of my arms in the spirit. Wow. And I looked and I saw him transforming into a giant eagle. And I hear the spirit of God 
not Jesus, but I hear the Spirit of God say, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man, those things that I prepared for those who love me. And they shall mount up on wings as eagles, and they shall walk and not faint, and they shall run and not grow weary. And then he goes, let's go. And we went, whoosh, two birds, wingtip to wingtip, and we're flying around, and we fly over Israel, and I see the Temple of the Dome of the Rock. We go north over Syria. I see a war breaking out with bombs flying, and the, the skies being lit up with a war. And I said, what do we do, God? They're fighting. And he says, you release my peace over the storm. You release yeah. my peace over that war. So I just partnered with him and obeyed the Lord. And I spoke out over that war. And I said, war, I command you to cease. I release the peace over this war. Stop yeah. now in Jesus name. And, you know, all of a sudden I see the, the people drop their guns and their artillery. And the war ends just from the releasing of the peace, partnering yeah. with the spirit of God and, and agreeing with what the spirit was asking me to do. And I saw the settling of a war. And I didn't know that that actually was happening. When I came off the mountain later, uh, they told me, did you hear about the war that broke out and then quickly stopped? And I'm like, oh my what? When was that? And I realized it was a real thing that took off and then quickly stopped. And it was when I was on the mountain and this took place. So the Lord was teaching me wow. about authority. He was teaching me that if you follow my spirit, I will include you in settling disputes on the earth, big and small, wow. even over countries and over nations and with presidents coming up with strategy that's divine from the Lord. And yes. I realized how, how I was going to be used in the body of Christ, you know? And so anyway, I was so excited. And he takes me up into heaven. My goodness. I saw these people celebrating my entrance. I'm wow. celebrating as I'm coming in there. And I'm like, not used to being celebrated. You know, some circles, they don't want to celebrate you <laughs> because if what you're teaching is contrary to what they believe to be true, they will automatically assume that you are not from God. And it's not okay if somebody has different experiences than you, maybe they're deeper and maybe they're not as deep. But if somebody has different experiences than you, that doesn't make it not true. And yes. there's a lot of scripture in the Bible that, you know, talks about things that are un unexplainable. Look at the living creatures. I mean, gosh, yes. if you look at the angelic and you study the angelic, it kind of opens your eyes to how we can partner with the angels on the earth as it is in heaven. But anyway, I saw heaven and I'm doing loops over the crystal sea. Jesus releases me and says, now go. And I'm flying. I'm like, whoa, I'm by myself yeah. in my vehicle. But all of a sudden I'm in the spirit and I'm looping over the crystal sea and I can breathe underwater and I'm flying yeah. over this. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? And I was like, almost like if someone else was there, I would have never allowed myself to look weird, to act strange. I wouldn't have allowed it because I didn't want to be, I wouldn't want to look stupid. Right. I wouldn't mm -hmm. want people to be judging me because I've had an experience they don't understand. Right. So I was looping the crystal sea. And then Jesus says, you want to see your house? I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. And he, he shows me a big house. It's like, it looked like big white pillars. And there's like this staircase going up into it. And I floated up over the staircase because I was in the yeah. spirit. I didn't have to step up the steps where it was gold everywhere. And, the crystal sea and the beauty of it and seeing all those things underwater and just the, it was so beautiful. Wow. I, there was nothing like it on the earth, but anyway, um, I went inside my house and I'll just, I'll end with this heavenly encounter. Um, and then we can go back to the next thing and whatever you want to say, ask a question. But I saw, I saw a table full of food and I hear the Lord say, it's every food that you've ever loved and it's all non-perishable. 
And I'm like, really? What? And I'm looking at this huge bounty of food, and it's every food that I've ever loved. Now, people would say, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be heaven if you didn't get to experience all the things you love. So it might be different for you in your house. It might be different in another place in heaven might be different than what you're seeing because you don't care to go to the library. You want to go over to the, you know, to to hang out on the slide or you want to go, you know, loop the crystal sea or you want to go underwater. Not everybody has the same desire, but God desires to give us the desire of our heart that he put there to reward. And there's such this love and this and just this incredible thing. And so um, I, I just realized that that food was all non-perishable. The Lord said, you don't have to eat, but you can eat if you'd like to for the enjoyment of taste. Because I thought, why would I eat if, I, if I'm not really hungry as a spiritual person? Why yeah. would I need to eat? I don't need to eat. And he's like, no, you eat just to enjoy the taste. And you know what I did? I, I didn't see any silverware. So I just reached in and I started sampling the food from this long table inside my heavenly home. And I'm eating the food. And sister, the thing that shook me that I was so impacted by was when I would take some of that food and I would eat it. I was like, oh, my goodness, it's so good. The taste (laughs) was incredible. It was bursting in my mouth. And I taste another one. Oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And as I'm taking from that food that was laid out, every food that I've ever loved, it replaced itself. I literally watched it grow back. I grab a piece and it would go, and it go right back to where it was before I touched it. And the Lord showed me on earth as it is in heaven, as he taught us to pray the scripture, (laughs) the Lord's prayer. He's saying, hey, this is the reality of heaven. There's no lack. There's no limit. There's no shortage. And if people really get this, if they know that this is true, they will never again stop the flow of God's divine favor and blessing but they will walk in a supernatural kind of abundance. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel that's twisted where it's like, come to God for what you can get. That's twisted. We come to God for who he is and he withholds nothing from those who seek him. He said, uh, don't seek me for what I can do for you. Seek me for who I am to you. And the, the heart motivation behind that is so pure that there's nothing God wouldn't do. And I'm finding that there's depths, there's layers. That's why he said from glory to glory. And not everybody is in the same glory. Not everybody carries the glory. Not everybody knows how to hide in the shelter of the shadow of the almighty Psalm 91. Not everybody understands that there's things that you've never seen that God wants to allow for you to see. But you have to be sparked by those who are witnessing it, experiencing it. And hopefully if they're teaching correctly by the heart of the father, they're not just going to show their fish. They're going to teach people to be successful at fishing. And there's something wonderful about catching fish, but there's nothing like bringing a soul into the kingdom. We were born to win souls. It's not the work of the evangelist, just like praying is not the work of the intercessor. We're all supposed to pray. He said, pray without ceasing. He didn't say intercessors. And he said, I wish you all would prophesy. Why did Paul say that? Because he knew that they could because he, we have the same spirit yes. that raised Christ from the dead. And so anyway, you, you, you can ask me a question. That was a lot. I, I love it. You said so, so many wonderful things. And <laughs> I want to kind of get, I want to get back real quick about the importance of understanding that we all have an assignment from Christ yeah. and we all aren't the hand. We all aren't the foot and right. we need each other. Yeah. And, there's going to be a time where, you know, as, as the darkness gets darker, 
yeah. you know, the glory of the Lord rises upon us. And when we have each other, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in a room where people there's unity, oh my gosh, it's like the, the glory just will explode and you'll yes. feel the presence. The presence of Jesus comes so strong in a room full of unified believers. So it makes sense why the enemy would try to yeah. get to, to separate and, and um, yeah. be deceptive in that way, because he knows that when two or three are gathered in my name, so we're gathered in his name for his presence, pushing into Jesus. It's like, those are some of the greatest meetings I've, I've ever been in or house meetings or, I mean, they're wonderful. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button. Yeah. We got to have the present, the glory of the Lord, the manifested presence of God. That's where it's at. I and mean, Moses yes. knew that. Remember, Moses said, don't send me unless your presence goes with me. He knew the value of the presence that he could win wars. Yes. I mean, forget about just normal disputes that happen in the body of Christ. Those things come and go. There, since the beginning of time, people yeah. who are not filled with the Holy Spirit are judging people who are. And people who are filled with the Holy Spirit but not yielded are judging the ones who are filled and yielded. Because the ones who are yielded, right? And sometimes you're yielded one day, but the next the enemy starts beating you up for the great thing you just accomplished. And then because you're getting beat up, it throws off the signal or the compass. And then all of a sudden the enemy starts pointing you to someone else to accuse. And then the body starts beating up the body. But what God showed me is everyone is unique in the body of Christ. If someone's false, I mean, it's pretty clear if somebody is false, like a a false prophet versus a prophet who missed it. Those are two totally different. Every person, whether they're apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, any of the fivefold offices or gifts or graces, um, those pieces are meant to work together for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry till we all come to the maturity of the faith. What's the enemy so afraid of? That the people will be mature because people yeah. who are like, they know who they are. They know whose they are. They've got the authority. They're, they're surrendered. So he surrounded them. Now there's an anointing that threatens darkness because it's breaking the yokes of bondage off the people and strong yeah. truth exposes the torment that lies bring just what was in that word. And yeah. what God showed me is like, he said, read, Read Corinthians. I got Corinthians open. I'm, I'm not going to read it all, but but I mean, you could just see just in this first part, it says, Paul called to be an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ by the will of God and our brothers. And it goes into it, to the church of God in Corinth. I love this. He said, those sanctified, set apart, made holy in Christ Jesus who are selected and called as saints, God's people, together with all of those who in every place call on and honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. I love that because in that statement, it's saying, hey, we have the same God, the same Lord. Our heart is to please and honor him. We want to work together because it's what God wants. He wants us to be one. And the only way to be one is to operate in selflessness. And to give people the benefit of the doubt, like I see where people watch someone's video and they jump to a conclusion based on where they popped into the video and how long they watched it. It's easy to miss the context of what somebody is talking about. If you tune in and you see just a piece of it and then you don't take hours and hours to really press into what is this person's heart? 
I mean, you haven't even listened to him more than an hour and you're going to call him out and call him false and, and create a rift in the body. I don't think it's cool. But at the same time, you have to honor those who've been plowing, working for God. They're powerful. They're fathers in the faith. Like you, you honor them because of who they are. Right. Yes. I mean, I just love I love both of the people that were involved in that schism. But here's the deal. Yeah. There's been schism since the beginning. There's been division since the beginning. But who's whose idea is disunity? It's the enemies. But if we can learn from what people say, I mean, I love it. Sometimes I get criticized. I've grown more in knowing who I am from the criticism than almost from the affirmation of the Lord, because the criticism causes you to press into the Lord yes. to actually say, am I right with you, God? Mm-hmm. Is this valid? Is this true? Is there something I'm supposed to learn? Is there a beam, a pole, a plank in my own eye that's obstructing my vision to see correctly the way that things really are? And I feel like God's giving vision to people to show them his heart. And that is the appeal to unity. If you wanted to read that in 1 Corinthians, it's powerful. And I preached on that yesterday at our church, the Rock Revival Center. And I just saw people come undone. Like they were, people were weeping. I mean, because how many people like understand what it's like to be accused? Like no one likes it. But if somebody's right. bringing truth and love, they're inviting you in an opportunity to grow and become more like Jesus. We shouldn't assume that their their accusation is not offering us some opportunity to be strengthened. But at the same time, we have to look at it. What's the heart behind it? Is it restorative yeah. in nature or is it people? Is it causing a, a, a people to be divided? And so we there's healthy discussions that I have had with my wife that have caused us to love each other that much more. And I believe that that's what's happening in the body of Christ. He's bringing these things out to the surface so that we can be a unified army to, yes. to really plunder hell and populate heaven in this end time revival. The awakening is here and the enemy is in fear. He is so yes. worried that we're going to do this, that we're going to have discussions that lead to the empowerment of the equipping of the saints so that we can walk together in harmony and God commands the blessing. That's the increase. Right now there's increases coming in these crusades and these meetings and all the things that God's doing through the generals. You're seeing the increase come. It's inspiring so many people in the faith. Like, oh my gosh, God's no respecter of persons. If he can do it for him, if he can do it for her, he can do it for me. And and there's people getting this. Like, it's not just show, here's my fish. Look at me, look at me. No, it's look at God who brings the fish. Look at God who in one act of obedience, cast your net out one more time. They toiled all night and caught nothing. One Active obedience can literally change everything for everyone. And I think just even being able to say, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. That wasn't my heart. I recognize that you actually love God. I recognize that your experiences are different than mine. And God spoke to me and said, just because I'm a a hand doesn't give me permission to come against the foot because the foot looks different. I just have to say, you know what? I value you in the body of Christ. I love you because you love God and you're my family. And I'm not going to let this happen again. The enemy's sneaky. And if you're tired or if you just want a big victory, God might tell you, go home, be quiet and don't say anything. Take time to rest. And when the right time is, I'll have you speak and it'll be truth in love. Yeah. That's a beautiful message. And even myself, I can tell you so many times where you're talking about, you just listen to something for five minutes and just pass a judgment. 
I've done yeah. that so many times until God really dealt with my heart. <laughs> like God had to re really deal with my heart. And I was yeah. just at lunch with some friends today. We were talking about this exact subject and it was, we all said, oh, we've done that so many times. Yeah, right. And then what happens is the Lord will start to mature us through his word. And then we'll start to, like, I started to read the word, you know, where it says, you know, about loving your enemies and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't do that. All I do is judge. And like, God started really working on my heart. And, but the one thing I can say is I've listened to great men and women of God who have talked about this exact subject and have shared their own life stories. And they've saved me a lot of trouble because they've yeah. shared how mercy always triumphs over judgment. Yes. And that when I see God in the person, when I look at you and I see the Lord in you, I'm not seeing the natural carnal man. I'm seeing what gifts has the Lord placed inside of you? Who, how much does God love you? Who does God see you as? And when I start to look at you like that, no matter if I, maybe I don't agree with your teaching, but if I start to ask God, how do you see them and how, yeah. how do you love them? It will change your mindset. And when your mindset is changed, everything changes. It's like all of a sudden, yeah. it's like a 360 and you, you look at it a completely different way. It's so powerful. Your mindset, if your mindset is focused on the love of God and, and seeing, you know, they're all God's children and he's yes. something beautiful inside everyone, especially our, especially other believers. I mean, even though some are immature, I think we, we bear with them in their immaturity and love and just have to humble ourselves again and again and say, Lord, help me love them the way you want me to. You know, it's not easy. None of this is ever easy, <laughs> at least for me. I'm always having to be like, God, help me. Totally. And, and that, you know, that's just it. I mean, there's, there, I think there's a lot of people who are just different and unique. And I love that we're not all clones, right? Yeah. We're not just all the same. And I mean, I was, I was preaching like a month ago and I heard so many people blast so many different styles of ministers. You know, um, I remember when I was more kind of new in the faith, I would turn on Joel Osteen uh -huh. and I would listen to Joel. And one of the things I appreciated about Joel was he was always so encouraging, he is. but I didn't really hear him talk much about the battle. I didn't hear him talk much about the need for deliverance or uh, I didn't see him really move in healings and miracles. Mm -hmm. um, so I was kind of like, well, I really like Joel. He's encouraging. He's a Barnabas to the body of Christ. And I love that about him. And so yeah. I asked God to introduce me to him. Well, I met uh, Joseph Prince, um, Destin to Rain wow. book. Anyway, I met mm -hmm. Joseph Prince. Um, I thought he was one of the best grace preachers I'd ever heard. And he wasn't saying grace is licensed to sin. He was saying grace is Jesus. Yeah. Like we have to get this right. Like Jesus is grace personified. Grace is unmerited favor, merit badge you earn with performance. He's saying, you can't earn this. I'm just going to give you a gift called righteousness. So you'd never be able to boast that you did anything to earn it. And that's profound to me. So I learned from Joseph Prince uh, how to receive more grace. I learned from Joel Osteen how to be encouraged and to be more encouraging. Because everybody can nitpick each other, the little box, boxes can spoil the vine or the fruit that the vine yes. produces. And so there was this amazing thing that happened. I just said, Lord, for my birthday this year, I'd like to meet Joel Osteen and Joseph Prince. I said, could you set it up? And I'm telling you, like later in the day, I get a phone call from a dude in Texas. He's like, brother, brother, Nathan, God spoke to me to introduce you to my pastor. And I said, well, oh. who's your pastor? And he says, Joel. And I said, Osteen. He goes, yeah. 
And I said, oh, great. And he said, yeah, and Joseph oh, Prince yeah. is coming from Singapore. And uh, we're going to be at the TBN headquarters. And I want you to come and be my guest. And I said, okay, well, I got to go preach it at the Rock Revival. And then I'm going to fly out and I'll go uh, Monday. Well, I didn't even think about it. It was my birthday wow. on that day. And I showed up at TBN. And here I was, and I'm getting a tour. Matt Crouch is showing us around, you know, and I'd been on TBN and some of the shows over the years. And so I kind of knew some of the people, right? Um, but here I was like, uh, I'm, I'm getting a tour from Matt Crouch. He's showing us in the back and around the rooms. Wow. And then God says, go out front. And I just left this little meeting, you know, and I went out front and I'm standing by the satellites by the entrance. And then up comes Joel and Victoria. And then here comes Joseph and and uh, wow. the Lord said, just welcome them to TBN. So I said, welcome to TBN. And he's like, oh, God bless you. Have we met before? You know, and, and, and it was great. And we dialogued a little bit. And then after meeting Joseph, he's like, oh, how are you? Very nice to meet you. You know, and I said, I love your book. That's an amazing book. He goes, oh, praise God. You know, he's very nice. But anyway, so these guys go inside. And then I hear the Lord say, happy birthday. I forgot it was my birthday. So I said, Lord, for my birthday this year, could you introduce me? It's like meeting President Trump. That was on my birthday. So there's something wow. about God wanting to give us gifts, yes. but we don't want to pursue him for the gift. We want to pursue him for who he is because he's yes. amazing. And then he says, seek me. And then you're going to find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so he, and then he's wow. also like, seek first the kingdom. Everything will be added. So I love this about God that yes. he is trying to help us just to have the right focus the right emphasis, and it's the seeking first, the kingdom of God, that causes the balance. The Lord said the balance is the result of just being right with me, and how you get right with me is you actively pursue me because you want to yeah. be led by me. And so anyway, I met um, a bunch of people. Uh, I went to so T.D. Cool. Jake's place. I went to, um, I heard different ministers, and I started to go, oh my goodness, they're different. They are different. I listened to John Hagee, and he was kind of smacking his Bible. Done with me in your Bibles to Ephesians 6. And I'm just like, whoa, this dude's like really kind of bold and, and you know, loud and, and slapping his Bible. And, you know, bring, he brought a message called Battle Cry that changed my life after an attempted suicide as a young preacher kid. Wow. or preach, uh, I was a preacher's son, you know, in, in Florida and uh, living for the world and doing all the wrong things. And I attempted suicide. I was 23. Anyway, God stepped in at my last breath. I was hooked up to my exhaust pipe, unconscious on the floor of my van, almost dead. And God saved me. And he said, now I want you to live for me. Will you live for me? And I didn't even know who I was, what happened. But they laid hands on me and I was miraculously healed by Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm alive today because of that happening. And they put in John Hagee and I'm listening to him preach. He turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians 6 as we continue this sermon series entitled Battle Cry. And he starts asking you, when was the last time you were in a good fight? Now, don't raise your hand. I'm just asking the question. And I'm listening to him. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've been trying to fight in the natural a, a, a battle that can only be won by the spirit. So I have to learn how to wield the weapons of warfare that are not carnal, but mighty for the tearing down of strongholds. And I, I, it lit me up. And I heard Joel, and he was so encouraging, and I got encouraged. He was a different flavor. Uh, Joseph Prince, totally different, focuses on the grace being Jesus. And then yeah. I look over here, and I see Bishop Jake strutting his stuff across the stage. If the devil's trying to fight you, it's not because you're going to lose. If you were going to lose, he would not have need to fight you. And he was totally different. And I thought, my goodness. The 
Bishop is different than the Joel. The Joel is different than the Joseph. And Derek Prince, he was all about kicking out demons. He had a deliverance yeah. ministry that was kind of the emphasis of his ministry. So if you look at all these different parts. We yes. need to recognize that no one is the same and embrace the uniqueness and yes. recognize it's a it's a blessing that we're all not cloned to be the same, to have the same style, the same personality, the same yes. emphasis. One teaches in this area the supernatural. The other one maybe is a revelator. The other one teaches through the seeing and the prophetic to empower people to move into gifts or healings and miracles. Whatever yes. it is God gives us to do, we ought to just do without being distracted by the enemy's tactic to get us hung up on a certain personality and never make someone else like our God figure, but let God be our God figure. Because if we make a person an idol, we'll be crushed when they when they fail. And many yeah. leaders rise and fall. And so what we have to do is make sure Jesus is our leader so that we can never be disappointed. Yes. Oh, that's so good and so powerful. And well, if you take everything you just said and apply it to your life and understand we all have a place in the body and we're all not going to look just alike. And we receive from certain people at certain times for certain reasons. Exactly what you said. My walk is so similar, Nathan. The Lord's brought me here and then here and here. And I've just eaten everything I can that they're giving out from the Lord. I just eat everything I can. Then the Lord will move me on. And it's just such a blessing to, to receive from his children. Would you pray for people? I really felt in my heart when you started to talk that a lot, so many of us, I'll pray along right with everybody else, just a repentance of yeah. prejudging totally min ministries and teachers yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Lord, we just right now, we just want to come humbly before your throne of grace and recognize that we need you, the person of grace. That, Lord, none of us have done it right. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory. But humility desires to be trained and to be perfected. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith. Lord, would you help each of us as ministers of the gospel to be able to stay tr on track with your truth? That if there's any error in us, that you would show us. And if there's not, that you would protect us from, uh, uh, from the detrimental um, words that come from people who maybe don't have the same understanding. But Lord, we're asking that you would help us to embrace the unique parts of the body and that you would heal like a salve every heart that has been hurt by accusation or divisional mindsets. Lord, would you unify us in the body of Christ? Would you help us to fully receive the truth about who we are, that we're accepted in the beloved, that we have nothing to prove, that we don't have to try to pride ourselves on being whistleblowers or calling people names. Lord, that we can actually look at every person as precious and that those who are running the ball with you, that you would protect them and protect their reputation for your reputation's sake in the earth that desperately needs to be saved. And Lord, we just thank you that you're the healer who heals, the savior who saves, the deliverer who delivers. You said, behold, I make all things new not something some of the time help us, God, to receive from you as the healer today. Lord, if there's a person who's watching, I know there's people who are going to get healed right now. And so I just release the healing of the Lord. You can say this prayer. Say, I forgive myself. Very important. Say, I forgive myself through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And now say, I forgive every person who hurt me, known or unknown right now. I ask you, Father, to wash me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent 
and I confess any sin, known or unknown, right now through your blood. And I, I thank you for making me clean, making me whole right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. You healed me by your stripes. I received what you paid for. And I just release right now over you healed hearts. Yeah. Some of you put your hand on your hearts because I believe he's going to mend your heart. Some of you, your heart's been breaking because you've seen divisional things in the body of Christ over the years. There's nothing new under the sun. The devil's still a liar, and he's always trying to divide, especially people who are being used powerfully by God. But every person who's being used powerfully on the earth right now, those leaders, those generals in the faith, in the army of God, they're going to continue to succeed at plundering hell and populating heaven Every day we can destroy the works of the devil. Lord, empower these hearts to be pure, to be clean, and to not have any religious pride at all in us. Pride can't stand correction. Humility desires it. So, Lord, we, we confess that we have missed it, that we have judged incorrectly, that we have said things that were not from you, that sometimes we've had wrong motives in why we do what we do. Lord, would you forgive us and cleanse us and make our hearts pure and clean? Once yeah. again, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And I release the healing of the Lord to come upon you. Some of you are like, I need healing. My goodness, the hand of the Lord is upon you. He's about to touch your body. I command pain to get out of your body. Spirit of pain, go. In Jesus' name, he's healing hearts. He's mending hearts. Hope deferred can make the heart sad. A sad heart has a hard time believing. So he's restoring the heart so that you can believe again that God said nothing is impossible. All things shall be possible. I love the word of God. Here's, here's a scripture for you. Psalm 133.1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. Here's another one for you. John 17.22 and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be just as we are one. Those are two scriptures that just happen to be printed right here on the cover of this book one. And uh, I'll send you this book for free. Um, those of you who want to partner with the ministry, I'll be sure to send you that. And it's not meant to be a secret. And uh, also rushing. the. Can I do a little plug for the book? Mm -hmm. okay, is that good? Yeah. Okay. So most of you know, I mean, a bunch of you are partners with us. I want to say thank you. We pray for you all the time. We honor all of those who have helped this ministry become possible. Uh, we go into the nations. I'm traveling the earth all the time, going to different places. And my goal is to train and equip the body of Christ. That's my heart. I support a lot of different evangelistic type ministries because I believe in the harvest. Um, and if you're a person who wants to sow into the harvest, uh, you can go on and partner on my website. It's just Nathan French Ministries. If you want to write that down, it's just my name, Nathan French Ministries. Go on there uh, as soon as we're done with the show and you can get information. We're going to do another stadium event, Awaken the Planets coming up. You'll want to get the dates and you can get tickets. Uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of people today that will go on and, and want to get this book. This is Let me give you this book for free just for partnering. I'm going to give you all three the, this is my third book. The first book, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret, will teach you how to hear the voice of God with clarity and certainty. So if you said, man, I really need to be able to hear the voice of God better, that would be a great intro book. The next book is Rushing the Floodgates of Heaven, where you can walk a revelation of heaven on earth like you're meant to do. He taught us to, to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. How do you bring the kingdom? 
Well, just learn from people who are blazing a trail and bringing the kingdom every day. This book, you're going to love. It's all about unity, why God commands the, uh, the blessing on unity. And I know you'll tap into something incredible. Um, also, remember, too, when you sow into Elijah's dreams, you get blessed. I'm telling you, they bless many prophets. They bless many prophetic people on the earth. Uh, so you guys blessing them is a great thing. And pray for Steve. Steve, Lord, we just bless our friend Steve. We bless Elijah's dreams. We bless, uh, Lord, um, every single worker that's been serving uh, this prophetic community to bring powerful content into the world to equip and empower the body of Christ for such a time as this. Lord, we're grateful for them. We honor them. We honor the show. We pray you expand the reach. And uh, Lord, we just thank you that you're doing a mighty thing through this program and that many people are being lit up to be able to be all in for you. They're getting the flame of heaven so they can go change the world. And so we honor and we bless this show and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless Kelsey. I pray. I pray. You know what, Kelsey? God's going to give you a fresh anointing. Uh, for the destruction of the enemy's plans. And you're going to carry such a fire in the gift of healing and working of miracles that it's going to astound you, even though you've seen a lot. And I feel like God's saying you're going to move in a whole new level of anointing, a whole new level of the grace. And I just feel like God said to prophesy over you that you're going to the next glory. You're going Woo! to the next glory. You're going to experiencing heaven on earth like you've never seen before. He's going to start removing things that were obstacles that were in your way that the enemy tried to block things. And the Lord says, you're going to flow like the river of heaven. Remember, he said out of the, ooh, whoa, I see the glory of God just like coming down upon you. And I just say, you have what it takes to prophesy in the nations. You being a part of this prophetic uh, launch pad, this platform that God has placed you in, uh, is a real blessing to the people and to the body of Christ. You also have a pure heart before the Lord, and you want to see the body of Christ rise up and be everything God intended. And because of that heart, he's going to empower you. Uh, he's going to prepare you. Uh, even as he's preparing you now, you're learning, you're growing, and you're expanding. And the Lord's going to bless you like he's never blessed you before. So get ready. I even saw God blessing you with a house, and he loves that you want certain things and certain places. You have a certain style and the Lord loves your style. He gave you a heart that would shape nations and he can trust you because you're faithful. And so I just bless you, honor you. Thank you, God, for Kelsey. Lord, bless her in Jesus name. And any person out in the world right now, if you need healing, I want you to type it in, share this post, blast it out there. People need to hear the truth. And remember, God loves you. You can't mess up the love of God. So say this prayer. If you need healing, just say, Lord, I receive my healing right now. The pain is melting away and the curse is broken through the power of the name of Jesus. I see a woman. You're sitting in your chair with your dog. God's healing your right foot. I see a man. You were on a ladder. You tweaked your back when you came down. You had stuff in your hands. It was heavy. You, you stepped down and your back got pinched. And the Lord's removing the damage of that pinch. No pinched nerves in heaven. So on earth as it is in heaven, I command that back to be healed. Every back be restored. Someone else, your neck, I see like heat shooting up and down in the neck area. Yeah, and I just command that neck to be healed in Jesus' name. I know there's going to be a lot of stories come in from this. Somebody else, you hurt your rib, and there was this sharp pain in the on the right side in the rib. And God says, I'm healing your rib. I'm restoring your rib. Uh, I see a man, 
a young man that you had an issue I saw with your feet. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you the territory. God right now on the earth is expanding the territory of the people and he's healing your feet so you can take the ground and you're going to receive not just ground in the spirit, but, but ground in the natural. And I hear other people saying, I received that too. And it's that's the word of the Lord and you will receive the ground that God uh, uh, invited you to ask him for so that he can do it. He will reward you as you diligently seek him. And there's several of you, you have wayward children. And the Lord says, don't worry about your wayward children because I'm I'm pouring my spirit out and they're going to get touched by my power and they're going to experience encounters as I'm releasing my angels. And I see the hand of the Lord touching uh, hearts that were hard and pulling out stony hearts and putting in new hearts of flesh that can feel and experience the encounters of God. And I see the Lord drawing people back to himself because he's so good. And it's the goodness that will lead them to repentance, not the reminder of what they missed or what they did wrong. Let the Lord be the one to correct everybody. The Holy Spirit will do it through those he chooses. But I feel like the Lord saying, don't be too quick to judge because you could end up having to be the one to say, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? And so, Lord, we just pray right now, every person who needs healing would receive it. We command every sickness to loose the people and go. Spirit of infirmity, loose them and get out in Jesus' name. We release the healing power of heaven right now into every listener that they would be restored and made whole. And I'm seeing the Lord's healing ears right now. He's healing ears. Uh, there's a woman, you have a hearing aid in on the right side. Uh, just take it out. God is healing your ear. He's restoring your hearing because he's a supernatural God and he loves you and he loves to make all things new. Nothing's impossible for those who believe. All things are possible. And if you focus on him, everything else will come into alignment, unification and blessing. And God will command the blessing upon his saints in this hour. Hallelujah. I also got someone's left hip is being healed right now. So just move your hip around, stand up. It's been really sore, your hip right now. All that pain's leaving right now in the name of Jesus. I also saw someone's hand. I don't know if it's arthritis or stiff joints, especially in your thumb right now. The Lord's healing that. Um, all pain's going now in the mighty name of Jesus. Just begin to move your hand around. You'll feel that it'll be loose and it won't be as stiff. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for it, Lord. Make sure you guys testify. No, I'm I'm not in the comments. I'm sure the comments are flowing in, but testimony is so powerful because it's you know it when you share your testimony, other people can get healed just from reading your testimony in the comments, and it's incredible all God does through all of these shows. I always tell the Lord when we're done, I'm like, God, you're incredible. Your spirit is always working you know it's jesus said my father is always working so i'll always be working you know he's he's never us uh, falling asleep on us he's so good to us and i know nathan you're going to be with steve um the conference you guys are going to be doing that i i love all these people i honor so much i'm so excited to i hope i can watch this online <laughs> can i nathan yes it, it will be online people will be watching from all over the world i love the guys there at eagle mountain and i mean that's a great lineup i mean that's there's a lot of really really solid people in this lineup um i mean goodness this lineup has actually never been together before this is the first time that wow. this combination of people have have been in the same some of the same people have been in the same conferences or different conferences but this particular lineup has never happened before uh, so I think that makes it pretty special. And 
I mean, I'm excited. Just, I just love doing things, uh, you know, with my brothers and sisters and it, it, we're better together. And everybody on that lineup is very unique. I mean, I could, yeah. I could just see the uniqueness and the diversity in that, in that group of people. So I'm excited, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're stepping into the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that the planet has ever seen. Um, the Lord told me one day, he said, Nathan, never has there been nor ever will there be a more pronounced manifestation of my Holy Spirit than what you're about to witness. And man, I just got so excited. And uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to there's going to be a lot of strategic events coming up. And yep. so make sure you stay connected, stay tuned. Um, I'm opening up another platform um, because it's necessary because they're trying to squirt, squeeze me. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to be opening up um, the one that starts with an R, U, M. Uh -huh. I got to speak in code language so it's not yeah. hindered. Uh, right. But yeah, find me over there on R, U, M. Yeah, you guys get it. Okay. So I'll be over there and um, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to do Awaken the Planet Phoenix. I'll be letting people know. But be sure you check out the website, NathanFrenchMinistries.com for info. Um, progress on the ocean building. Uh, man, keep praying for that. Things are coming together. We have a new uh, general contractor that's coming down to help us put everything in place and to pre present the plan to the state. So pray for us oh, that everything yeah. will come together for the ocean building because that was I so know. miraculous. But we can feel the resistance from the enemy. So we need grace to be able to finish what we started to restore it. And it will be amazing. We're going to do a big tent revival uh, down in, in Ocean City uh, in oh, Washington wow. State. So, yeah. That's going to be powerful. We guys can keep up with all the things because Nathan is very busy. He's always on the go. So, yeah, make sure you follow him on his website and follow him on Rumble. That's the new place he's going to be. We could say, Paul or Michael said we can say Rumble. So, okay, let's get <laughs> ready to Rumble. I'm yep. excited because there's people coming alive that were sitting stagnant and dormant and even gifts that were stagnant and dormant. People didn't know they had certain capacities. And now yeah. God's releasing the revelation that, hey, it's the same spirit that distributes to those who have need. Yes. And if we earnestly desire the greater gifts, we covet, we desire, we, we pursue the greater gifts, not we don't covet people, but we covet the gifts. And that causes an active pursuit. And then from that childlike faith, he pours out on it. Yeah. And man, you can move in all uh, all of the nine gifts that were mentioned. You know, there's the ministry gifts and there's the spiritual gifts. And we need to move in the gifts to bear the fruit. And sometimes yeah. we got to get pruned a little bit so we can bear more fruit. And so that's how we can press into God and believe for good things. So anyway, I love you guys. I'm so grateful, by the way. Um, for this show, this program is so good. The content that comes out is so good. And I know people all over the world love um, what you guys are doing. And it's just oh, really easy to see that. the way that God is using it. And thank you. I don't know how I, I got Robin's spot today, right? Or was it Johnny Enlow? Johnny, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's Johnny. Anyway, love Johnny. Tomorrow. Oh, he'll come on tomorrow. Well, praise mm -hmm. God. Well, we love Johnny. And you know, um, I, I met him when I was uh, there on my birthday. So I actually met John on my birthday. And that was amazing. I was in the Willard Hotel and I just went to have breakfast and I'm sitting down to eat my food. And I'm looking at this incredible food at the Willard next to the White House. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm getting ready to go into the White House on my birthday. Johnny, um, sitting over there with his daughter, the, pa the pageant winner, uh -huh. um, beautiful daughter, you know, and the Lord says, I want you to get up right now and go over there and give him a word. 
And so I just did what God said. I stood up, I walked over there and I'm just like, I felt a little bit awkward, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to interrupt those people. Uh, But I just said, Hey man, I felt like God gave me a word for you. And then I just, he goes, well, what is it? I, I didn't have it yet, but I believed in faith. So then I just started to speak what God was saying. And man, he just said, who are you? He said, can I have your phone number? And he wrote it down. I prophesied over him. I prophesied over his daughter. And uh, anyway, I guess he liked it. And so anyway, I had prayed years before that God would connect me with Steve, if that be his will. And when I went to a a conference in, in Oregon, I saw Steve, but the Lord didn't tell me to go say hi to him. So I just stayed back, waited on the timing of the Lord. But then Johnny, without me knowing, called Steve and said, have you heard about this Nathan French? And Steve says, no, I don't think so. And he says, well, he's this, that, and the other thing. Next thing you know, Steve called me and I came on the show, but I just wanted to say thank you. You know, one act of obedience, like give that person a word. could be the little thing that keys the door to unlock a capacity to be able to reach more people for the kingdom. And so I'm so grateful for that. And I know there's people trying to figure out, well, how did you do this? Or, or how did you come to write a book? Or how do you Mm -hmm. do this stuff? And it's like, well, here's how. And that's my favorite. I don't want to just show my fish. I want to teach people to catch fish and we should be all fishing for men. And so praise God. Well, Nathan, we love you so much too. And when you, when you were praying over me, the fire of God just went whoosh over my whole, (laughs) and your word was totally accurate because we're renting a house now and I've been talking to God about the house we want to buy. So I know that's on his heart because you just, Oh yeah. You're going to have the house that you really want. And it's a good thing you didn't jump on the house that you could have bought before because it would have been too small. God wants you to have room so you can have people over so you can use your grace for hospitality. You'll have your table, your big kitchen. It's going to be nice. And they'll oh, have a gathering awesome. space that's not like just enough space. It's going to be more than enough space because amen. we serve a God of more than enough. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh, Nathan, thank you so much. You bless me and everybody else. So we love Nathan. So make sure you guys go go over and bless him and partner with him. Um, you know, you receive the blessings that he receives. And obviously there's so much fruit in Nathan's life. So Tomorrow, you guys, we will be on with Johnny and Lo. Um, it is going to be on Rumble only. So make sure you guys check us out tomorrow on Rumble. Um, and I think that's our only <laughs> other <laughs> Say bye to the fish, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. We love you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.